This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, I am excited to be back in the studio. Me too. It's been way too long. It has. I feel like a month. Yeah, and we haven't posted anything for a while, and we apologize to all of our listeners out there. Um, I had I had COVID. And, but he's doing good, I right? Am. Yeah, you're sitting next to me. We're good. We're There's good. There's no plexiglass in between us. I mean, should there be? No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, we're so I'm so happy that you're doing well and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Same. Very much the same. So let's jump into New Jersey. Yes. So Jeanette De Palma was born on August 3rd, 1956 in New Jersey. Okay. 16 years later, her body was found in a gruesome scene atop a cliff known to locals as the Devil's Teeth. Oh, that sounds like ominous. For real, though. Why would you? It sounds scary. Why would you name it that? That's what ominous means. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dictionary.com. Okay, so they found her on top of Devil's Teeth. Yes. So August 7th, 1972, De Palma left her home in Springfield Township. She told her mom that she was going to take the train to go to a friend's house. When Jeanette did not arrive to her friend's house or return that evening, her mother filed a missing persons report with the Springfield Police Department. I really hate the whole you have to wait like 24 hours to report a child missing or someone missing. For real. Like I am a mama bear and I mean, I don't have children, <laughs> but I feel like I need to know where my children are at all times. For real. And especially like if they're teenagers, they're always like, oh, they'll probably come back. They just ran away. Probably. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I don't care about your probably. They are underage. You find my child. For real. So we uh, weeks began to pass and Jeanette's family had no major leads on where their daughter was. Six weeks after the missing persons report had been filed, De Palma's remains were found atop a cliff in a local query in Springfield. Okay. It is said that a dog brought her decomposing right forearm and hand back to its owner oh. when they were walking through the woods. Oh, no. According to several witness accounts, De Palma's uh, remains were surrounded by a bunch of strange and possibly occult-related objects. Really? This is this story got weird. Okay. Witness testimonies vary, but the most common detail on all of the accounts, uh, they say that the body was found inside a coffin-shaped perimeter of fallen branches and logs. And inside the quote-unquote coffin were several small makeshift crosses made from wood. That's creepy. But I yeah. first want to go back to the dog bringing back the arm. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. That's really dark. I'm sorry. But could you imagine? Being the owner of that dog and... This dog is just happily thinking they're bringing a stick back, but it's an arm. That's wild. I don't know what I would do. I I, I honestly like <laughs> scream at the dog to put it down. Like I thought of that, like when I when I was researching the story and I was like, what? Wait, what? I feel like I would just stare and be like, is that what I think it is? I mean, was it like it was decomposing? You said, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, was there still fingers? Was it just like a? I 
believe so. It didn't. It didn't go into that much detail. I just can only imagine. And then going into the whole cult situation. Right. Weird. Yeah. So later on, it was claimed that the teenagers' remains were found laying on top of a pentagram surrounded by mutilated animal parts. Rumor mills have started <laughs> with this case already. Yes. As you can see, we've gone from literally like they're like, ah, oh, it was like in like the shape of a coffin and there was a bunch of crosses and people were like pentagrams and animal parts. And... <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. People's People, imaginations are crazy. A hundred percent. So controversy ensued when it was found out by locals that Jeanette's body was found on a notorious cliff that locals have deemed to be the devil's teeth. Uh, the devil's teeth. Yeah. And I couldn't find like any information as to why it was called the devil's teeth. Mm. Maybe it just looks like teeth. I don't know. Probably a dangerous area. People have probably died. There's probably like a lot of jagged edges or right. rocks or something. Right. That's what I think of. Right. The Springfield Police Department began their investigation after an autopsy was performed and the cause of death could not be determined. How could you? It was the body was like out in the wilderness. Yeah. Being picked at by animals and yeah. all of that. I mean, apparently like, a dog had the arm. So like apparently things weren't held together anymore. According to the autopsy, there was no evidence of bone fractures, bullet wounds or knife strikes on the remains or on the victim's clothing. No drug paraphernalia was found on or around the body. And this is important to know for later. So I'm going to ask you to remember that fact, ladies and gentlemen. What fact? Boys and girls. That no drug paraphernalia oh, was found okay. on or around the body. Okay. Remember that. Okay. For undisclosed reasons, the coroner suspected that strangulation was the cause of death, but like there was the reasoning behind that was like kept secret. They didn't reveal that to the public. Kind of like a weird thing to just be like, ah, oh, no, strangulation. Well, I'm looking at you, coroner. <laughs> well, especially because if the body was decomposing, there must have been some like indication, whether it be like rope or something but usually like if if somebody choked you to death i don't know i would their muscles still show damage even if like your body was decomposing you know what i mean like it doesn't necessarily need to be a rope like if they strangled you with like their I, bare hands like could would there be evidence i mean depends on how Severe? aggressively yeah. they were doing it because sometimes like something will break or whatever and they but there was that. no like sign of any bone fractures throughout her entire body and that's, and that's what's crazy right yeah and so i mean usually they see it because there's fingerprints on the skin and bruises mm -hmm. and that's why yeah i was like if it's decomposing can you see that i don't know i don't know we're not scientists we're corners no i don't wish to be a corner that's not my dream job i always wanted to be part of csi that would be fun <laughs> until i learned that it's nothing like csi miami i know they lied to us. Yeah. Anyway, Horatio Kane, rude. So at, lastly, the coroner discovers an unusual has or ugh. lastly, the coroner discovered an unusual high amount of lead in the remains, but there's no reasonable explanation as to why this could be. Okay. I thought that was strange. Lead, I feel like is like, why would there be like high amounts around the remains? I mean, it could be in the soil. Possibly, right? I mean... I guess it makes it like if the rocks were high in lead or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Also, don't know how that works. I'm not a geologist. Uh, 
we're not we're just amateur storytellers For real <laughs> early on in the investigation the springfield police believed to have they believed that they had a solid lead okay his name was red quote unquote and he was a homeless man who lived in the woods near where Jeanette's body was found mm-hmm. he was also known to have fled from his campsite when the police discovered the body so like sending up red flags red but you're homeless, right? Yeah. I mean, if you see anybody, you're going to run away, especially police. Well, especially, like, I feel like you see the police, you get, like, a little nervous, and then you mm-hmm. find out that they have a bot, like, they found a body, and, like, you live right here, so it's, like, Deuces. obviously they're coming for you. Yeah, and I would run away. I mean, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't kill anybody. I wouldn't be afraid, but a homeless Yeah, you never know. He could have been scared. I mean, I think anybody would be scared. I'd be scared just to be homeless. I don't know what I'd do. My survival instincts are horrible. Uh, after further investigation, it was discovered that Red was not involved with the murder of this New Jersey teen. Mm-hmm. So good for Red, bad for the investigation. Right. And who did it? That's why it's unsolved, my friend. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Dang it. There is no self-discovery at the end of this tale. <laughs> Investigators continued to attempt uh, to find leads, but due to a lack of tips from the public, along with... Inconsistent stories told to the police by their her family, friends, and peers. The case eventually just went cold. Mm, yeah. So now we're going to just dip a toe into like all these human sacrifice rumors. Okay. I wish I had like the Lizzo button, like the all the rumors are true. Yeah, but they're not. So don't. <laughs> Don't quote me. (laughs) So approximately two weeks after Jeanette's remains were found, several newspapers began to report that the teen may have been the victim of an occult sacrifice. The claims said that the sacrifice was made by Satanists or even a local coven of witches that resided at the Wachung Reservation. Okay. Uh, These stories simply caught on after the new... uh, It it caught on because... It was reported that she was found in this like makeshift coffin and there was like all these weird objects around the body. So people's imaginations just kind of went crazy with it. Right. Like, obviously, newspapers are going to write some crazy stuff to sell papers. Well, as we talked about, too, if somebody hears something, it's like the telephone game. Something gets added on. Information gets distorted. I want to know how it jumped from like wooden crosses to like mutilated animal parts because that's very different well i mean you have these people in town and they just want to talk in their gossipers and they just want to make they just want to make story and be like i know this yeah true like they want to add to the story Mm -hmm. so weirdly enough as well the de palma family's own pastor played into these theories and would like talk about them like to the congregation and church of course which obviously if like your spiritual leader is telling you that like these satanists are like kidnapping your children and like sacrificing them to the devil obviously it's gonna create panic of course and obviously a pastor is gonna take that story of wooden crosses and a coffin and they're gonna say it was like a malicious attack on the church and and satanic and that's why you need to have god not like you shouldn't he was trying to pull people in yeah yeah it's wild so like i said rightfully so the community was very panicked Mm -hmm. um 
And another reason why I think it caused so much panic was because the community hadn't quite recovered from a different homicide that had taken place nearly uh, 10 months earlier to the discovery of Jeanette's body. Okay. And that was um, the John List murders. John List uh, had murdered his entire family. And it really just shook the community. Of course. We're not going to get into that because it was solved. We already know John List did it. You can look that one up. But the town was already scared. Absolutely. Yeah. Nerves on high, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this, a 16-year-old ends up being dead. That's wild. That is wild. So <clears throat> in the late 1990s and early 2000s, a magazine, uh, magazine named Weird New Jersey reported on the decades-old case after receiving several anonymous letters regarding De Palma's death. I mean, why decades later? I don't know. So the editor and co-founder, Mark Morin, began investigating the case and wrote about many um, suspicious details that he was uncovering in the events and Mm -hmm. just things that were being reported by the police, Mm -hmm. um, including the allegation that Springfield police had lost or destroyed the case file. Oh, my gosh. The Springfield Police Department maintains that the file was lost due to flooding caused by Hurricane Floyd in 1999. Others allege that the Springfield police still have a copy on file, but they're kind of just done. Like, they're just... Putting it away because they can't solve it. Yeah. I mean, kind of an easy cop-out if you have, like, a hurricane blow through. You're like, oh, yeah, all all those unsolved cases, the files got lost. I'm sorry. Got ruined. Especially from the 70s where there's no digital copy. Absolutely. I mean, even in the 90s. Right. (laughs) They weren't weren't upgrading anything to digital. Nope. Unless they, like, were really high-tech, but... I have a feeling Springfield Police Department wasn't so high tech in the 90s. When was Hurricane Floyd? 1999. Oh, yeah. So Warren uh, eventually teamed up with Weird New Jersey correspondent Jesse Pollock to write a book called Death on Devil's Teeth, The Strange Murder That Shocked Suburban New Jersey. Mm. Throughout the course of their research, uh, Pollock and Warren discovered several instances of a possible cover-up, connections to other unsolved murders, and previously unknown suspects. Okay. I'm not going to lie. So, like, after I kind of want to read their book. Like, after after all this, I'm like, I kind of want to I want to know what they found, like, in depth. You should. I think I'm going to. I'll give you an And update. then we can have a <laughs> online discussion about yes, it. Yes, on, live on TikTok. <laughs> now, okay. Do you remember when I mentioned that there was no drug paraphernalia found with the victim's remains? I do remember. So the reason that is important is to be revealed now. (laughs) (laughs) Those rumors and innuendo were uh, brought on by the Springfield police regarding De Palma possibly dying as the result of a drug overdose. Mm -hmm. That was like their leading theory was that this teen died of a drug overdose. Once again, no drug paraphernalia was found on, near, or around her body. But they're like, it was drugs. I mean, okay. And Just because she's a 16-year-old girl in the 70s does not mean that right. she's on drugs. And also, like, all of her friends and family, like, went on record to say that, that she was not known to use recreational or even prescription drugs other than occasionally smoking marijuana socially with her friends. And the devil's lettuce ain't gonna kill you. No. So. I mean, it will something now sometimes. Don't. Something. I mean, if it's laced with something. Yeah. But I don't think they were doing that in the 70s. I, I mean, they just, yeah. I don't think so. 
So De Palma's autopsy report makes no mention of the possibility of a drug overdose, and the medical examiner even went on a record stating that he suspected strangulation as the cause of death, as he could not, he couldn't rule out strangulation on, mm. her, on his autopsy. So I think that's why he suspected that was yeah. possibly the cause. But once again, no mention of drugs whatsoever. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. She died of drug overdose. Easy answer. So that's pretty much the gist of the story. That's all we know. There is a lot of interest in this case to this day, Mm -hmm. which I think is good. It's very interesting. Who knows? The thing is, like, we're friends with her because she was coming home from being with friends, right? Or she was taking a bus or something. She was going to take the train to go visit her friend that night. And then she never she never arrived at the friend's house that she said she was going to go Mm. visit. Then she never came home. I mean, I bet it was a boy. I bet she was sneaking out to see a boy. Of course, she was sixteen. Not of course, I don't know, but <laughs> she was sixteen. So that's my speculation. They went hiking. He wanted to show her the stars. Tripped fell. And devil's teeth. Once again, I would not go there. Never. If somebody was like, "You want to go to? You want to hike up to Devil's Teeth?" No. No, I do not. No, I don't. Let me get my holy water and my crosses. What? No cell phone. They didn't this have is, that. This is the 70s. I guess like present day, yeah, I would bring my cell phone with me. Present day, I would, wouldn't go. I would, I would never. Devil's teeth. Not in my good Christian home. Well, if anyone has any information. Yeah, so in 2022, law enforcement said that there is still a lot of local interest to find out what happened to Jeanette. Uh, they encouraged anyone with information on this bizarre murder to report it to the Springfield Police Department. Do with that what you will. If you have information, give it. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. It's been decades. You ain't gonna get stitches anymore. Okay. <laughs> get snitches, get stitches. I know. Get, okay. I know. <laughs> okay. I, that's why I rolled my eyes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.